Hello and welcome back to Black Girl Couch Reviews. I'm your host Christina. We're back for another episode of Good Omens, Season 2, Episode 2, entitled The Clue, written by Neil Gaiman and John Fenimore, directed by Douglas McKinnon. I think that this was a good episode as far as developing the characters of Crowley and Aziraphale. However, there was, I don't know, a little bit of a disjointed tone. Some scenes that maybe went on longer than they needed to be. So I think I have more of an issue with the directing than I do of the writing. Or maybe possibly even the editing. Just some some things that fell off pace. But I still thought it was a good episode. I gave it an 8.7 out of 10. I really like seeing more of the backstory between these two. I love going back in the time. That was one of my favorite parts of the first season. Episode 3 being my favorite episode of the series thus far. And so this was another gem that really showed how these two people while very much different sides of the same coin find a certain wholeness with each other also love that they're building a gay romance story out of the biblical story that is the bible that would condone such a relationship but we are dismantling some parts of the Bible that truly are immoral in a sense. Juxtapose something that feels innately good. Before we jump into the recap, wherever you listen to this podcast, Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, go down to the rating section, drop some stars, leave a review. My social media will be there as well. If you want to send feedback, blackercouch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below. We begin in 2500 BC, land of Yuzi. Crowley tells a lamb that the God who loves you hath given you up to die. I think that you should know that. Zarephel shows up to stay the foul demon who has, uh, who has, what do you call that word? Conjured up <laughs> a fireball. He is surprised he's run into Crowley since they haven't seen each other since the flood. He apologizes but continues to demand that he be gone. Crowley said, no, I have a permit from God that stretches mountains across. That basically reads that Satan and his diabolical ministers. Obama say what it do. I love how he mimicked Azarafel's gestures, you know. Oh, I'm sorry, I have to do this, putting his heads up like, oh, I'm sorry, I have to do this, you know, because I'm one of the diabolical ministers. Uh, they they have the permission to destroy everything God's supposed favorite Job owns, no questions asked, hugs and kisses. And Zarephel can't believe Job, a devotee, would be so callously hung out to dry until Carly proves him wrong. By killing all of his lambs with said fireballs. Seems legit to me. Where in the pecking order do you imagine Aziraphale is in? He could just be one of many angels, but we see that he's not in the top tier. 
but he seems to have some sway with God. Now he can't be Jesus because that was a thought I did have. <laughs> like a reason why he may possibly be given so much more leadway is because he's secretly the son of God. But I don't think they're going that route. Plus they did show Jesus on a cross and they asked what did he do? And he said, be nice to people. But he does have a rank. Muriel confirms that God approved the papers and finds out Job did nothing wrong, but was the perfect candidate for a bet. Satan points out that Job is only devoted to God because of all the good things that God has done for him. So now God will destroy everything he has to see if this devotion, his devotion remains true to prove to Satan that his faith is not going to waver because God's will that will be done. God that it's uh, reiterated in said episode. The reason why bad things happen. That's something that was brought up a conversation, a really good one in the series. Um, oh midnight mass very good conversation it's a test of their wills or a bet i think a bet is is far more far more insulting (laughs) because it makes humanity seem as if it's disposable collateral which it would be to two gods or God and a supreme being. I don't know what you want to call Satan. Where's the love? He becomes appalled, Zarephel, when he realizes that God is allowing the death of his children. Michael and Gabriel, but he, he realized that in the flood too. He's like, kids? He can't kill kids. And Zarephel is totally fine with it. Michael and Gabriel must further, well, I guess he was fine with it back then because, you know, he figured, hey, everyone's been acting a fool. This is what God needs to do to cleanse the earth. And if the children have to go, the children have to go. But this is someone he knows for a fact is, is doing everything that God wants him to do. And is still suffering a fate that's worse than death for any parent. Michael and Gabriel must further assuage his good conscience that cannot condone of the, the pure God that he knows allowing such a foul thing to happen just to prove a point. But Gabriel says trusting God's plan always. He is further assured that once the Odell is over, Job will be twice rewarded and will have seven kids because God likes the number seven instead of six. Zarephel wonders at the physical toll of so many labors, what that physical toll would do to, to the human body. Not to mention the mental stress of having so many mouths to feed. Gabriel claims to have witnessed Eve's birth so he knows everything there is to know about human labor, something that that clearly Zarephal knows he doesn't understand. Additionally, they won't get their original three children back, just an additional seven new ones. 
for just not stopping hell what they're doing is up to them that's what our judicial system would disagree with (laughs) the concept of oh inaction and just letting bad things happen well my hands are clean but if you're aware of the bad actions that are happening and you're allowing it to happen well you may have some culpability present day Zarephel is startled by gabriel who is alphabetically sorting the books in a way he cannot even address as sensical and quickly tells him yeah very good jim god motherfucking damn i'm tired of niggas god damn it i'm tired of niggas he's doing the books by the letter of the first sentence crowley oh yeah he's living in his car is told that he's in trouble by shacks who asked to come in by inviting herself in. (laughs) Beezlebub and Shax know his boo thing is involved as everyone in a mama since the miracle they did last night and point out that Crowley can help them or be hunted by hell. Gabriel was singing a song he did not recognize so he goes to Maggie who is pretending to cry so he could say what's wrong and then she can freely admit all of her problems she finally got the nerve to approach her crush nina and believes she blew it after handing her the record worse she already has a partner and now hates me she wants to know what Azarephal can do to help her with that. And I'm like, girl, he already letting you off on the rent. He does not need to help you with your female problems. <laughs> and she even admits that to her credit. But he's like, no, no, no. Just, just get back to me on that. I'm out of miracles that I can utilize. She immediately gives him a copy of the record every day by what was the group? Uh, I think Billy Holiday. Holiday she says she sends this pub different records every week but then they return them because all of the records turn into every day once they're put into the jukebox she brushes this off as weird but they're scottish trumpets are heard can't you feel them the archangels have arrived walking across the street like they destiny's child in the opening act hit me who the other angel's name is Saraquel, michael and uriel luckily the miracle that crowley and azarephal did does conceal jim's true identity even though they know there's someone named jim in his shop and are very annoyed by his presence because he invites them in <laughs> this is the scenes that were a little bit chunky Uh, the trio ask about gabriel and he's like yeah i know i know somebody named gabriel (laughs) they say that his plume was unusually powerful something they say gabriel isn't capable of or don't think that gabriel is capable of alone 
So my power couple literally is a powerful couple. I'm a movement by myself, but I'm a force when we're together. Mommy, I'm good all by myself, but baby, you, you make me better. 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 Something to keep in mind, maybe. Well, Jim continues to insert himself into the conversation michael asks if he if they know each other and he's like yeah you do i'm the bookkeeper's assistant i just opened the door for you (laughs) that clearly puts her off on the line of inquiry they tell azarafel they will be looking further into the miracle that he said he did to get his tenant and his neighbor together to fall in love listening to buddy holidays every day inspires some digging which leads both angel and demon to the dirty donkey you never go to the pub we're in one now share it for me in a large one hashtag married the way he even said it like i know you about to go to the bar and get me a drink this is what i want and i'm gonna go get us a table by using a miracle to shoot someone away here's the thing about the miracles either you're using them or you're not i would think this miracle would be just as registered or is it just because of the strongness of their combined miracle that registered i did laugh when he ordered a whiskey and he said in a sherry for lady brackney <laughs> I believe she's a character in a novel. Can we take a moment to appreciate Azarafel goes by Mr. Fell? Crowley fell into hell. He's fallen for Crowley, but hasn't fallen from heaven. Okay, I may be overusing it, but you get my point. Just ironic he chose that name. Mr. Brown approaches him about hosting the Shopkeepers Association which is a monthly meeting that he volunteered to host except every time he's come to his shop there's been a closed sign on the door and he's clearly been avoiding it sherry for you whiskey for me oh hello (laughs) mr brown said i will send you the details but thursday after closing is when you will be hosting this is why i don't go to pubs people will see him i tried to go to a british pub when i was in london it felt awkward felt very awkward and i couldn't figure out what was the ideal time and then a few i looked into and it was just a sausage fest and then another few i looked at it was just so busy i'm like well that's that's not gonna be fun for me Isarafel tells him heaven got wind of their miracle and they are sending someone to verify and since he made up that he used the miracle to make nina and maggie fall in love they need to instigate some matchmaking because miracles apparently cannot actually make people fall in love something i would think that heaven's angels would know curly says you mean like a sudden rainstorm forces them together under a canopy they look into each other's eyes and realize they were made for each other oh Azarafel thinks that's unlikely but Crowley's like no 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 get humans wet and looking into each other's eyes and it's sorted 
Xerophon knows Jane Austen's approach might be the better one. Crowley is surprised to hear that Jane Austen is a novelist because he knows her as a master spy, a robber, and a brandy smuggler and can't believe that sometimes when you think you know someone, you don't. Fiction is the approach they're going to go for, except he wants to do a ball. (laughs) Even though Crowley said, your plan seems unlikely too. Then he says, well, I need to show you something. I need to show you the clue. He's like, am I doing the rainstorm or not? They go to his bookshop, which was about a couple of steps away. And I'm like, why didn't they just meet up at the bookshop instead of needing to transition? But it was to keep the scene busy. But because I could recognize it, it wasn't organic. Jim shows up like why are you asking me obvious questions guys i remembered the song i sang from my mouth because that's where it came out of and of course i know that people were here because i was here when they was here curly uses his very firm voice to get gabriel to recall his first memory which he does i remember when the morning stars sang together and all the angels from god shouted for joy gabriel freaked out says that was too much for his brain and wants to go lay down so he goes to rest and they remember that his boss said those words to job here's the thing when we see them watching job talk to god it's made very apparent that they cannot hear him so how did they hear god saying those words to job this is another scene that i felt was a little awkward and it's um back and forth and then that very long pause before he kind of turned around and looked and i don't know it just wasn't a lot going on in there (laughs) it was a little too a little too stiff back to the book of job crowley asked about the children job looking a little shocked at his losses tells him his wife would know it's like where where them kids at Job isn't furious at God, but at himself because he's been forsaken by God due to some sin he doesn't realize he did, and it was horrible. Sinus realizes Crowley is there to kill their children and can't believe that God would do such a thing. She's like, no, they're innocent. So are the goats. Azarephel shows up to tell him, as a demon, he doesn't have to do as he's told because that's the that's the freedom of being a demon something that crowley points out you know you might be a little jealous of that of course he denies this and that god is allowing this to happen to win a bet but does want to play on crowley's goodness not to go through with the murders crowley denies being good looking him in the eye and saying that he wants to do this until until Azarafel realizes that Crowley really is a teddy bear because he turned all of the sheep into crows. Despite Crowley admitting they are temporarily on the same side, Azarafel is smug that there is goodness in him until he meets the children who are typical Gen Zs of every generation. No respect for what have come before or the the stakes that are being presented 
what was her name kaziah she came in and said oh your angels well do you have the wine daddy prayed for for the party that he's having later on even though it feels as if with current things happening that party would be off what is your sweet 16 or something enon came in like a straight up diva you better pop off and get that then boy if you don't get because i watched the behind the scenes i know that job is played by david Tennant's father-in-law and of course ty Tennant. i recognized him from house of the dragon <laughs> he came in and played his part i love him i can't wait to see what he does in the future uh they're gonna send a demon after you he wouldn't dare satan wouldn't dare yeah he wouldn't fucking dare you don't know who i am i'm the son of job she's the daughter of job i made a pot that's also the daughter of job jemima was so cute (laughs) she also figured out that crowley was a demon before he set the house on fire however the children are saved having been transported to the cellar with azarephel figuring out how satan intended to destroy them are now preparing for the storm to come the kids are like what the hell is going on before they're turned into lizards jemima didn't even bother bother crowley but she's like i still want to be a blue lizard so he turns her into one the storm came early so the two of them stuck together inside get comfortable with wine despite denying trying to tempt him Carly knew what he was doing with that oxtail <laughs> they they make an exchange of compromises i'm not gonna drink but i'm gonna try this food i won't kill the kids but i still drink as knows Carly is not on hell side and he points out i'm on my own side which as thinks is lonely Zarephel adamantly chooses God's side, but it's that questioning that landed Crowley in hell, and he says, I will see you soon, my friend. The next day, blasphemy, Angel, that's not like you. <laughs> He's already calling him Angel. They see Job talking to God, but instead of asking any questions, Job is getting a long list of complaints about his insignificance something that can't be heard by angel or demon because it's muffled job gets back home to his wife being like i was offered no explanation and it seems that there's no there's none forthcoming unless i have something to do with whales gabriel shows up with the entourage to tell him he should thank god for the you know for the sheep he just gave him back because he passed the test but they wonder about their children job cries when he realizes that he's not getting his children back crowley shows up to pretend that he's a shoemaker and a midwife having performed the task of rebirth plenty of times and he gets sitis to agree to everything that they're saying and doing which is to remove three ribs (laughs) 
<laughs> which gives him them their three children back it's like Enin, my boy no that's not Enin. that's someone who looks like Enin. Sithis had to tell him look just go just fucking go with it so they do and then gabriel turns to so i mean what is his power because he he turns to azarephel and it's like is this what god promised he's like yeah it is so he lies jim tells azarephel crowley went away when they come back when he comes back to the present from his musings and remarks he used to be so awful and he's like am i awful right now i'm not really sure nina approaches crowley about his lightning situation (laughs) his walk down the street was so assured like he was on a catwalk and crowley runs it by her about how she feels about rain and awnings tipping her off to maggie's lushness in the window over yonder nina brushes it off that they're barely friends not to mention she has a partner and after being trapped together said partner was pissed xerophil pops up by crowley's car and he's like can i offer you a lift anywhere no 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 he wants to take the car himself what car our car what did he say no hell no daddy chill sometimes Azarafel says things that are so suggestive <laughs> it's like the bookshop is mine as the car is technically yours but we both get plenty of use out of it he wants the keys to his booze place mommy basically wants to go out and investigate while daddy stays at home looking after the house and the kid because i have things i need to answer because i want to be sherlock holmes and this is what i'm into putting stuff together gabriel back in the bookshop is sorting out books still and wouldn't you know there's the bible luckily he doesn't get any information other than in the beginning it was a nice day azarafel feels horrible about his deception and prepares back in the day to be sent to hell i'm like you now i'm a demon i've lied crowley disagrees he's like oh with your you're just so cute and your goodness no you 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 are not a demon you wouldn't like hell and he sees the true goodness in him so much so that he's willing to stand up to the will of god and doesn't want to see him diminished in a place where that would never be appreciated and he doesn't intend to change their dynamic i'm not going to say nothing are you going to say something then then nothing needs to change and he says well what am i you're just an angel that goes along with heaven as far as you can the same as how crowley is a demon that goes along with hell as far as he can and he goes that sounds lonely and he says yeah and Zarephil follows up with you said it wasn't lonely he's like I'm a demon I lied but they are not lonely anymore they found each other I 
I don't know if there's going to be any declarations of love this season or if that's on the, you know, on the on the roster. But I do think these flashbacks continue to show how much Crowley took an interest in Azarafel, but Azarafel took an interest in Crowley as well. And they recognize different things about each other that they don't judge each other for. Like, he likes that Azarafel can see the better, whereas Crowley is a little bit more cynical. But they complement each other very well. And he was tearing the shit out of that oxtail. <laughs> I was laughing how he first was like licking it. But then he's like, he had a whole fucking beef. <laughs> Even though he's like yuck at wine. Clearly he got over that real quick. I hope we get more of those little flashbacks in this in this uh, season. Because those are my favorite. I love the little mini ones. If you want to send feedback, once again, blackercouch at gmail.com. My social media will be below. Until the next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic.